Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. This is Noelle. And I'm Jenna. And this is More Than Murder, where we delve into everything eerie with a side of true crime. More Than Murder is not your typical true crime podcast. Join us on a weekly tour through the haunted, the bloody, the creepy, and the nutty on our Freaky Fridays. Hello, everybody. Hello, Jenna. Hello. Happy Friday. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Trying to whoop, but I was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll do it. whoop whoop. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yes, absolutely. So I'm just gonna get it started, and to get it out of the way early, I'll just let you all know one of the easiest and cheapest ways to support us is to leave us a five star review anywhere you can. We know for sure you can leave us a review on Spotify, iTunes, Audible, Acast, and you can leave us recommendations on our Facebook page. Did I miss any others there? I was not paying attention. I don't think I so. I zoned Spotify, out a little iTunes, bit. iTunes, no, Audible, Acast, and Facebook. Okay. Another, yes, yes, um, yes. another free way to support us is to interact with our posts on the socials, share the posts, and our podcast with your friends and family. If you don't already, you can head over to our socials and give us a follow. You can follow us on Facebook at... More Than Murder. You can follow us on Insta at... More Than Murder Pod. And Twitter at... More than underscore murder. And you can also follow us on TikTok at More Than Murder Pod, as well as on YouTube at More Than Murder. Right? Yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. They're switched. They are. It's We should have just done More Than Murder Pod on everything. For everything. You yeah, know, I know. Think about oh, that. well. You live and you learn. <laughs> you do. Maybe we could actually change it. I don't know. Maybe we could change not, it. No, not at this stage. You don't think so? Maybe. I mean, adding a pod might not be bad, but... True. true. I don't know. We'll see. So, finally, finally getting back into the haunted, or really anything else besides true crime. We've been (laughs) so heavy on true crime lately. Jenna and I have been talking, like, what do we do with the schedule? Everything is true crime. And y'all know I love my haunted stuff, so here we go. This week, I'm doing a double instead of a list, so we have two locations, both kind of with the same name. In fact, I was, like, getting confused at first in my research, (laughs) and that's how I ended up doing both both places, so. Yeah, yeah. Is this the right place? (laughs) Yeah, right? I didn't even know there were so many of them. So, first, we're going to travel around, and we're going to do, we're going to stop in Asheville, North Carolina, to visit the Biltmore Estate. And then we're going to travel down to Miami, Florida for a stay in Miami's most haunted hotel, the Biltmore Hotel. Oh. Yes. And like I said, at first I was only going to do the estate, but then in my research, I was like getting Biltmore Hotel stuff and then getting confused. And I figured since Gustavo and I are possibly headed to Miami this summer, I thought, why not? Especially since they have the same names. So Yeah. And you might be able to visit. Check it out. Yeah. They actually Mm -hmm. have every Thursday, they have... You can go and listen to, like, ghost stories oh, of the fun. hotel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's restaurants and things. Otherwise, it's pretty high profile. We'll talk about that once we get to there. But, yeah, it's really okay. high profile and really ritzy. So probably wouldn't be staying. <laughs> so to start it off, the humongous, humongous Biltmore Estate, located in Asheville, North Carolina, only took six years to build. And from the size of it and the pictures that you're going to see and what we're going to talk about, it is incredible that it only took six years to build this. So it started construction in 1889, and that lasted until, I'm sorry, 1895. (laughs) 
It was built by George Washington Vanderbilt II, none other than the grandson of the Cornelius Vanderbilt railroad railroad tycoon and businessman. Mm-hmm. Now, I haven't really seen anything on if the Biltmore Hotel was actually as part of the same thing or by the same company. I'm not sure, but I should have asked Google more specifically with that one. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> George built, well, I figured it would just tell me, you know, because all this one was like, hey, this is who built it. These are, and it wasn't a Vanderbilt yeah, yeah, that built exactly. the, the hotel. So I really don't think, but George built the mansion on 8,000 acres of land. Damn. And built it with 250 rooms. There are three kitchens, 43 bathrooms, 65 fireplaces, and are, of course, in a mansion this old and large, awesome hidden passageways, which Ah, if you go to one of the sources I linked in part one, um, that one will show you all the different hidden passageways. I didn't even talk about them because there's a lot and I wanted to get to the haunted stuff, but yeah, it's really neat. It's like a cool place to check out. Heck yeah. So the estate boasts 178,926 square feet of space inside, which according to onlyinyourstate.com equals out to about four acres of indoor space. Four acres of indoor space. Jesus. There's also, and if you see this in the pictures, it's so amazing. There's a really awesome deep ass pool that lies in the basement. And I can just imagine what it was like to swim in this pool in its day. And I'm jelly AF. This pool was built. So deep. (laughs) Yeah, dude. This pool was built during a period when most people still lit their homes with candles. Yet this pool was not only heated, but it had underwater lights. Okay. Oh, cool. And it held 70,000 gallons of water. It's it a was big pool. deep, and I'm like, oh Damn. my god, let me get my swimmable mermaid tail and <laughs> go swim in that, yeah. that pool. Oh, you could do all the dives. Oh my god, so many. Ugh, the swan <laughs> dive just straight down. So I really want to visit this place so badly, and not even just for the paranormal snoop. When you see all the pics of this place on the blog and Jenna right now, you'll see why. I mean, it's absolutely beautiful, as well as the land. Oh, yeah. And it draws millions of tourists each year, just as it still draws locals. And it's so old. You know, I just love old stuff. In fact, it was actually built when my house was built, pretty much. So that's crazy to think about. Yeah. The land is complete with farms and even cemeteries, of course, with an 8,000-acre place. It's, it's mm-hmm. likely you're going to purchase some land that has a cemetery or two for, you know, back then, like, homes had their own cemeteries and stuff. In order to build so quickly, George had a railroad coming onto the property. I mean, of course, his grandfather was the railroad tycoon. So he's like, hey, Vanderbilt, I need some railroad coming onto my property. So (laughs) they were able to get goods and supplies in quickly and out quickly. And they also had a woodworking factory and brick kiln on the property, which made an estimated um, 32,000 bricks per day. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it employed a lot of people. It provided uh, jobs for 1,000 people that worked on this build. So, Yeah, self-sufficient, helping out the community. Mm-hmm. Cool. And the property also sits the Biltmore Forestry School, which I'm going to quote AshevilleTerrors.com, quote, the Shiloh Forestry Compound, or the Biltmore Forestry School, was constructed on the grounds of the estate. It is here that Carl Shank was hired as a forester for the estate. 
His knowledge on the topic interested Vanderbilt and many of the locals. Shank, <clears throat> Shank ended up opening up the forestry school and even offered one-year course for those who wanted to learn practical forestry techniques, This came, uh, which I thought was really awesome. But things came to a head when Shank and Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt disputed over the payment for the work and Shank left and the school closed. So I just thought Aww. that was pretty cool that that happened. And then, yeah, of course... Money got Close in the it way, down. so mm-hmm. always does. Which, honestly, like Vanderbilt shouldn't be so upset about you know getting more money for something. I mean, this dude's so rich; he just built a giant. Yeah. Ass. I mean, it did deplete a Agreed. lot of his money, but come on, this person—it was teaching helping people. out. Yeah, I mean, exactly. He was an like, important person to have there, and you're gonna like, and a lot of people back then that were making this kind of money are big like philanthropists mm-hmm. and things so you'd think that he'd want his money to go towards something like that mm-hmm. yeah exactly no nope. but no nope. i need more money need more so george sadly passed away at 51 years old in 1914 after an appendectomy something went wrong after and he did die in the home mm-hmm. afterwards his wife edith kept the mansion up and running and it was passed down the family for the rest of time The estate remains operated and owned by the Biltmore Company and was declared a historical landmark in 1963. So cool, cool. It's really neat. It's a nice historical place. And I think it would be cool to see like the railroad tracks coming onto the property and just kind of follow them along and, you know, up and down. I think that'd be neat. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. And as you can imagine, it's haunted. (laughs) I, yeah. For one, I can. Yeah, yeah. For once, I have info on some of the reasons why it's haunted. So there was once a rumor that... What do you mean for once? I know, actually... Don't we always have information on why it's haunted? There is usually. There is, actually. But I don't know, like, sometimes, like, the Hinsdale House... This was clearer. Yeah, the Hinsdale House, it was like, nothing really... Nobody died there or anything, so it was like... Why is it... Yeah, I get it now. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the rumor that was circulated said that during one of the extravagant parties that were held, a little boy who was a family friend's son was swimming in the pool and likely unaccompanied because everybody's partying and drinking (laughs) and ended up drowning. Now, the Biltmore Company has always denied this rumor and there were no records of it happening either. But, you know, and I'm not saying this is the case, so don't come for me, Biltmore. (laughs) But, (laughs) you know, big money can make bad things go bye-bye sometimes, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Was it? He drowned in the big pool. That's what the rumor is, yes. That's a, like, no. <laughs> yeah. You barricade that yeah, if you're having a party with people. Because, first of all, even drunk people. Oh, my like, God, yeah. You don't need to be falling into that. And, and that's a pool with deepness to where you have to know how to swim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to know how to swim in a pool like oh, yeah. that. Or you're like just going to. 15 feet deep, it looks like. Uh, it's probably actually tired like 10, but quick still. when you can't touch the bottom. Yeah. So. So yeah, we'll no. come back to that later when we get into the ghosties and how I said, you know, it's, it didn't, they say it didn't happen, but you know, who rumor. Knows? Yes. So. It's all rumor. Another occurrence was in 1922. Five boys were approaching the gate to the estate and were nearing the forestry school when two guards were called to see what was going on. And the guards were Jim Taylor and Walter Brooks. Now, it seems to me these boys and Walter Brooks had a past that I don't know if it's true. I didn't find anything else in my research on, like, this occurrence. Um, But here's what happens next. 
all five boys were carrying objects that could be hurled with intent to injure. So they were coming mm-hmm. for a bad reason. Two of the boys were Lauren. All, all these old timey names are so interesting. Were Lawrence West, who was 20, and Emery Lance, who was 24. <laughs> Emery Lance was holding a large piece of iron, and the other boys were Fletcher Frady. Oh, God. Price Sumner. And Carl Murray. Aren't these, like, so old-timey? Like, these are, are so 1920. I love it. It's like uh. what you'd hear in, like, Greece, even though that was in the 60s, but still. <laughs> <laughs> so as the guards approached the boys, the boys began yelling and threatening the guards, saying, quote, Brooks, like the, the guard, Walter Brooks, Brooks, you killed my dog, and I came down here to get even with you. We're going to take this place. Oh. So okay. obviously something has happened I didn't, like I said, I wish they said more about that because I'm super curious as to, like, how this boy and Brooks know each other. What Mm -hmm. did Brooks do to this dog? Why did he do this to this dog? So many questions. But. Yeah. Nervous and threatened, Brooks pulled out his gun and started to fire at the boys. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So Fletcher, Price, and Carl were able to run while Lawrence West and Emery Lance were shot and killed. Oh. Walter Brooks did end up being charged with second-degree murder. So, another occurrence. Do you remember the forestry school we spoke about? Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, back in the day, several people were not only hanged in the building. Don't know why. Didn't, didn't come upon it. Of course not. But it was also the scene of a murder of a sex worker as well. And oh, they didn't, that's bad juju. Yeah, they didn't mention any anything else about those instances, but that's what had happened. Of course not. Which, this is a good segue to get to the ghost action, because those people I just mentioned, all of them are still said to roam about the forestry building. However, they've never been seen roaming the property elsewhere else. Only elsewhere that building. <laughs> only that <laughs> building. So the okay. guys that were hung and the poor woman who was murdered in the forestry building only stay there stay in that building yeah yeah. makes sense that seems they're very stuck because i feel like people who didn't die tragically can wander but people who did die tragically don't but that's not always the case we'll learn in the next story so okay okay others claim to hear lots of party-like activities of course with who built and owned the estate there are many high-profile parties even the housewarming party that was thrown when construction was finished brought in high rollers like some U.S. presidents and things. So, I believe it. I believe it. Especially with, with the Vanderbilt. Like yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're hanging out with the best of the best, buddy. Yeah, the elite. <laughs> so these party-like activities heard include chit-chat, the clinking of glasses, laughter, and the smell of cigar smoke. Which oh yeah, those good residual parties yeah i think it's really cool like to hear a ghostly party going on when there's obviously no party going on like to hear laughter and happiness as opposed Mm -hmm. to something like scariness or sadness like screaming yeah and and the worst of the worst yeah nice i I like to think of it which it actually kind of reminds me of the movie ghost ship yes because they start out and they're like it's all that party and it's all ghostly Mm -hmm. and they continue with the ghost party and yeah so, yep. um, Edith, George's wife, seems to be hanging around looking for George. It's said you can hear the name George. 
whispered throughout the halls. And for those who have heard it, attribute that to Edith. So mm, she kind of okay. walks around whispering his name, looking for him in each of the rooms. She peeks in. She goes, George. And then she'll peek in another room. George. So speaking of George, he himself wanders the grounds everywhere, but is most likely to be found in his study amongst his library of books, which is apparently his favorite place in the estate, which I love. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, while it was one of the hottest spots in the estate, nowadays visitors don't really care for the pool area too much. Many have said they get the feeling of dread and unease when entering the mm-hmm. pool room, which brings me back to what we talked about earlier and the rumored drowning of the family friend's son. It seems there had to have been something that happened in the pool room for people to feel that way when they're in it, whether it was the drowning of a little boy or not, who knows. Yeah. Visitors have heard footsteps throughout the building when no one's there, of course. They have heard, <laughs> um, seen entities going up and down the stairs and on those stairs, they have smelled weird things and felt cold spots as well. So, oh, of course, there's just people w- traveling amongst the estate all the time. Well, yeah, they're living their lives. Yeah. No matter you know what they were doing when they were alive, they're probably just still doing the same thing mm-hmm. so. in this big, beautiful estate, right? I have to wonder, like, who else likes to visit? You know, like, one of the part, one of the presidents just shows up for one of the ghostly parties now and then, or, like, you know, people <laughs> come and go like it used to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Hey, could be. Who knows about, you know, the land? It could be, like, there could be multiple portal areas oh, inside yeah. there and That's ghosts awesome. traveling and hanging out. I oh, I'm go going so over bad. to the Biltmore tonight. You want to come over? <laughs> Heck yeah, I do. <laughs> Uh, ghost party well <laughs> am <laughs> yeah the other style <laughs> now yeah, yeah. Um, this part isn't a haunting but it's definitely creepy and this is one for our good friend jimmy of twisted tales there is a room where over 200 mannequins are stored that are dressed in 20th century garb and they are hmm. all headless So there's just a bunch of headless dressed up mannequins in a room, like hundreds. Super weird. I guess it could be like the style room. This was the style. It's weird. Throw all the clothes. It is weird. (laughs) Like you might see, like at um, the Eastman house, they have one mannequin wearing like one of like what his mother would have worn or something like that. But that's one. And it usually has a head. I feel like Maybe no, not. that one They're... was just a dressing one. Yes, it didn't right. have a head, but it was it was yeah, uh, less creepy no, than it's, just it's like weird. headless mannequins <laughs> and a bunch. Yeah, like a bu- bunch, like just fill in a room with yeah. a bunch of headless mannequins. That's oh, one gosh. of the true crimes I want to cover. You have to remind me to put it on the list. Remember the one where he thought that it was like a, he went into the room of mannequins or something, and that, I don't remember. I'll have to talk about it after. Oh, it's um, it's um, Fox Farms. Uh, he had a big pool. Yes, in that's his home, that's exactly. And he what had I'm mannequins around it. Yes. yes, his name is 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 fleeing from me right now, I which must... pisses me off. But it's Fox Farms. He okay. owned like Fox Farms. I'm gonna Google it while you're talking. Thank you. Stay tuned, everybody, because that'll be on the list. <laughs> I really want to do that one. I think about it every time I think of mannequins. Herb that's what pops Baumeister. Ah, Baumeister. It's yes. her. Yep. 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 Oh yep, my God. Yep. Yes. 
Yeah, he was he, he was, was something else, dude. and he had a huge home, yeah. like a very nice home, indoor pool, no more. and yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's it. Yes, no, that's it. No, no mannequins. We're on the Biltmore <laughs> Estate now. <laughs> yes, yes. So, speaking of headless, which I know is not something everybody wants to hear. <laughs> speaking of headless, no one really knows if the Vanderbilts had cats, but there is apparently the ghost of a headless orange cat and in my notes i wrote in parentheses lol what like w-u-t <laughs> yeah for real what the fuck that can oh be seen God. roaming the garden like did somebody chop this cat's head off and it's just wandering around headless as it goes probably probably god that awful. is terrible now to wrap up this portion of the episode george did have dogs and this part isn't haunted either but i loved this fact it was my favorite fact which is why i saved it till the end <laughs> so George did have dogs. In fact, one in particular was a St. Bernard named Cedric, and it was his absolute best boy. Like, George let Cedric have free range of the estate and the grounds, but if Cedric wasn't sunbathing, he could usually be found by George's side. George Aww. loved Cedric so much that he had a bronze statue made of him, which still sits on a hill on the property, and he even named one of the taverns after Cedric as well. No, what a sweet, sweet relationship with his dog. I know. I'm like, I Aww. can so empathize with that man with, right Same. now. Like, seriously, with my teddy bear. Same. I'd have a statue oh, yeah. made of Ted if I could. If I was rich, I'd have a golden statue made of him. Oh, yeah, all day long. Yeah. All day long. Jeez. So <laughs> that was the end of part one, which was the Biltmore Estate. But stick around okay. right now because... Coming right up is the Biltmore Hotel in Miami, Florida. <laughs> oh, it's so fun. So if you've looked at the pictures, if you're on the the hotel pictures, oh yep. my God. It is so lavish and so rich looking. Oh my God, just the ceilings and Dang, I mean yeah. it is incredible. So Yeah, it's gorgeous. And it definitely has that tropical that tropical feel to it too. Yeah, you and know, it's cause... funny because it's funny you do say that because I'll, I'll get into that in a second. Um, you can still stay at this hotel. It's still open as a hotel and resort. It's like a golf club and things like that. That's actually what it starts out as. We'll get into that. And okay. if I ever, you know, am able to spend ten grand on a hotel room for a night or however much it costs, I'm sure <laughs> maybe I'll be able to stay there because it looks maybe, yeah, fucking yeah. gorgeous. So. So leave us reviews, share all of our Facebook yes, please. so that we can stay at this hotel. We could do like a live performance at the Biltmore. Oh my God. I know how that. great would that Dude, be. And that would have, be like, amazing. Ballrooms there and stuff too. We could do it right <sighs> in a ballroom. We could have the MTM Dude. ball. <laughs> oh my God. With Make our six fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Jesus. So this fancy hotel was built in 1925. And it's a Victorian, European, Mediterranean-esque style. So they yeah, literally they were able to combine all that and fit yeah. it perfectly in Miami. And it looks like it doesn't look out of place. No. You know, it's just enough to look classy, but still have like that that tropical twist yeah, it has and, that and work. Mediterranean feel, but yet it's still a Victorian style European uh -huh. architecture, but yet Mediterranean. It's so strange. It's like great. It's great. 
It's just great, it's just guys. Great. It's just great. It's just great. I love architecture so much. I swear that's why I so love So do you. I. I'm such a freaking, like, I'll cream over some freaking beautiful architecture I know. all day long. I know. Uh, it was first labeled as a, quote, luxury golf resort and spa in 1925. And it brought lots of high-profile people and many that we've heard of. Some we've even spoken about on this podcast. Okay, I got some people in my Are you going to name them? Huh? Are you going to name them? I'm going to name them. Try to guess one of them. I don't know. Like, I see El Capone. Yep, right there. Here. He's the first one yep. I list first. Yeah, yep. I knew it. I freaking knew it. Yep. I was like, this is totally a place El Capone would stay. <laughs> Not just that, um, mobster. I'll talk about that later. But, yeah, so okay. I'll quote the list of names that was on hauntedhouses.com, Haunted Miami. And it says, quote, Al Capone. The Roosevelt, I'm sorry, the Roosevelt family, the Vanderbilts did visit. So I'm wondering, they must have maybe hmm. funded the build. Maybe they like funded it or something. Who knows? Maybe it's got the same name yeah. too, which is weird. So I'm guessing. and the, But it was built after mm-hmm. the estate. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe they do have their hand a little bit in, in some Oh, they hotels. do. They came, I think they did come from like. They had people everywhere. The Vanderbilts just went everywhere, really, I think. So. Yeah, yeah. And for a lot of rich people, I mean, going into the hotel business is smart because mm-hmm. then you're making even more custom money. Mm-hmm. And there is also a uh, the Millennium Biltmore in Hollywood as well. So there's the Biltmore Hotel and then there's the Millennium Biltmore. So I think they're huh, all okay. the, the Vanderbilts have something interconnected. To do with all of it. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. So the Duke and Duchess of Windsor would go there. Judy Garland, my fave, would go. Bing, yeah, Bing Crosby and Ginger okay. Rogers would frequent as well. And that's just awesome. Now, like I said, I can't begin to explain the beauty and architecture of this place, but please, listeners, go over to the blog and check out the pics and links I provided so you can also get an idea. I actually might not even put all the pictures on the blog. I might just link, link the links to you like I did for Jenna because there's so many photos of all these different places for both that you could just look at those links and then I don't have to source anybody. They, they're, it's all right there. So Yeah, good idea. Yeah, especially when there's like a million of them. I mean, yeah. So um, this hotel has definitely had its ups and downs throughout the years. Um, with some periods of abandonment, uh, there was the Depression and World War II. I won't get into all that history too much, but... A little fun part of history to mention is the speakeasies and the mobsters. Yes. Yep. We are going Built right there. around, you know, right in the 20s, mm-hmm. in the middle of Prohibition. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, it's going to be, maybe it was built as kind of a front. It might have been. Who knows? Cause... To start out and then things changed mm-hmm. once Prohibition was outlawed. Yep. So, of course, with people like Al Capone visiting often, the hotel wasn't unaccustomed to mobsters coming to stay. Um, During Prohibition, the suite on the 13th floor of the 13th floor tower was used for speakeasies and gambling for the rich elites in Miami, as well as hotel guests alike. Yeah, yeah. It was all run by Edward Wilson, who was a local mobster whose game was gambling, and two other mobsters from New York, Thomas Fatty Welch and his friend Arthur Clark. I really like Fatty. I'd like to do more research and just like maybe even read a biography about Fatty. He just seems like a great guy. Not great. I mean, obviously he isn't a mob. No, but interesting. An interesting guy. He's a very interesting character. So. Yep. Fatty Welch, his friend from New York, also helped him, which was Arthur Clark. Uh, 
And now Fatty and Arthur were actually both on the run from law enforcement in New York already. And so that's another reason why I kind of want to research his background a little bit more. I kind of want to see. And find like, out what exactly yeah, he what did was he in New York. And, uh-huh. What was he doing? You know, it was probably gambling as well, I'm sure. That's funny because I feel like I have been wanting to be on like a biography kick. Yeah, right. And just read about people. Yeah. Like I just, I really want to just get a bunch of biographies. Let's read just... about Thomas Fatty Welch. <laughs> okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> However... This particular event was never raided by law enforcement, and most think it's because during that time, it is well known, even in New York, that some cops and departments took payoffs from the gangs, the, the gangsters oh, and the yeah. officers. I mean, that's how oh, they were able to yeah. get away with so much, or else they, Al Capone would have been of dirty cops. in prison a long-ass time before he was in prison. Uh-huh, so. uh-huh, yep. Fatty was like that fun-loving mob guy you see in the movies who smoked cigars, had fun with the ladies, and loved a good party. But apparently there were some qualities about him that got him into some trouble with Edward Wilson, who was his partner in all this. And Edward is kind of like, you know, the mean mobster who holds grudges and, you know, isn't very forgiving. Put out a hit on old Fatty over there. Well, Wilson started to feel like Fatty was cheating him while Arthur helped Fatty so I guess Fatty helped um, Wilson and then Arthur helped Fatty. So I think that Wilson was taking okay. that as in like he's going behind my back and he's going to uh, swindle me or something. So he didn't take yeah, kindly yeah. to that. And really, can you trust a mobster? I know, right? Quite odd. Like, I mean, Al Capone would have killed anybody oh, yeah. for any reason. He he didn't need one. I mean, so it's like. I know it's. It's silly, but, like, literally watch Goodfellas or watch The Godfather literally just kill people anytime, like, without a thought. Just, okay, you're done. Like Bugsy Siegel was reading his newspaper and shot through his eyeball. Like, you piss off the wrong person, especially in the mob business. Ain't no no game, man. No, you're done. So, right there at the speakeasy, Wilson pulled out his gun and shot both men. With a non-fatal wound to Arthur and, sadly, killing Fatty in front of the sweet fireplace. He didn't really have an issue with Arthur. Mm-mm. You know, Arthur was just kind of, like, there, you know? I think more... that he probably would have killed him if he wasn't too worried about, like, if he was he was most concerned, like you said, about Fatty, but he still wanted to yeah, shoot yeah. and did wound Arthur. Yeah, but... he wanted to hurt him. Yeah. You know, he wanted to hurt him, wound him a bit, be like, yo, I mean business, do not cross me again. Do you Maybe see... we can do business. Do you see the picture of Fatty? Uh, I don't know. Hold on. Let's see. Which one is it on? Um, it would not be... Not that one. ...on MiamiHaunts.com. You just scroll down a little bit to the left. Of course, the one I didn't open. Of course. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it even shows... Learn how to an... use a computer... Jenna. It even shows a newspaper clipping that says Fatty Walsh shot dead in hotel room. Second man wounded. Refuses um, to tell anything about the case. Like it's what is happening? Neat. So, yeah, that's the link where you could see Fatty. Um, Fatty. <laughs> I just so weird. <laughs> well, when I said it earlier, I was like, wait, is that right? I know. Is, is that right? <laughs> I mean, that's what his nickname was. It was literally Thomas, and then in quotes, Fatty, and then well, they all had their their oh, yeah. their thingies, Except you know. Al Capone, he was just Capone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, he probably had nicknames. I'm 
I think, yeah, but it wasn't as, like, he wasn't, I don't think he just called it. Yeah. And it was probably more like a notorious nickname that people were like, don't say that to his face now. (laughs) Probably. So, after all that went down. Ooh, yeah, he looks. That's fatty. He looks intense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I could see him being a jovial guy. (laughs) Yeah, he's got that jolly thing going on. But he also, like. Looks a little mean. Oh, yeah. A little I mean, mean. He looks like a mobster, you know? Yeah. <laughs> After all that went down, the hotel, which knew about all the speakeasies and all, but were they going to say no to the mob? N- not likely. So they allowed the no. speakeasies because the mob was the one running them. So Yeah, you don't, you don't shut them down. Yeah. But after that, the hotel was like, all right, we're shutting this shit down right now. No more gambling. No more speakeasies. That's it. You know? Now, remember how people believed law enforcement was being paid off because the speakeasy wasn't raided before? Mm-hmm. Well, the case files for Fatty Welch and paperwork were, quote, lost by the police department. Wilson ended up disappearing and was later found in Cuba, but nothing was done as there was no case. There was no yep. no records, nothing. So, Huh. Yeah, he must have known somebody within the mm-hmm. within the system. Money, money. As I said, and you gotta think, you know, those cops go bye bye. They're upholding the law, but you know they wanted to get their drink on. Oh yeah, it's prohibition. Mm -hmm. They wanted to, you know, do their thing Mm -hmm. and didn't want anybody to stop them. So, yep, get it with a mop. They're probably like, hey, you can come and drink with us as long as you don't blow us in. And if you do arrest me to make it look good, you know, just lose things right don't do the police work the right way Mm -hmm. and then we're all off the hook so in 1941 when world war ii was happening the biltmore actually became the armed forces regional hospital and they provided aid to the wounded boys and men coming home from the war Um, after the war it stayed a military hospital but it was then labeled as the hospital of veteran affairs and Mm. then it went on to become the university of miami's medical school which what a beautiful oh. school, honestly. I know. I'd love to go to school there. I know. At this point, uh, the school stored dead bodies in the lower floors for students to study, and they studied the heck out of them. So. Oh, yeah. You got to you gotta have cadavers, man. You got to be able, especially like operational students. Mm-hmm. Like if you're doing surgery. I mean, there's a lot of cadavers. death that this place has seen, really, <laughs> so far. Yeah. We'll talk about it yeah. more, but. I mean, you got the mob, you got a hospital, I you know. got soldiers yeah. coming yep. home from the war uh-huh. and in a time when modern medicine and surgery isn't what it is now, you know, so. True. In 1973, the city took over the building, and at, at this time, the building was quite in disarray. It needed a lot of work, and when the city took over, unsurprisingly, they just left it there for 10 years, not doing anything to it until 1983, um, and then finished work on it in 1987. Now, three years later in 1990, it closed down again because, get this, it wasn't deluxe enough, which I guess for Miami, maybe it wasn't, but really? (laughs) So, Hmm. anyway... $3 $3 million more dollars were spent on upgrades until 1992. Holla to us turning 30 this year. <laughs> <laughs> Shortly for me, just a couple weeks here. Uh, 19 days months. I have. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, so 
1992, it was taken over by a private hotel organization who really liked what they saw after that $3 million in upgrades. So, naturally, what did the organization do? Well, they dumped $40 million extra dollars into making some major renos and improvements. And from there, it is what it is today that you see in those pictures. So I, it makes sense though too, because you got to update it for people to stay in it now. Well, you know, and code, the times are always changing. Yeah, and, you got to do code. Yeah, and if it sat there for over who knows, like ten years, mm-hmm, lead paint. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's probably plumbing. I mean, Jesus, lights, like different lights and things. I mean, it's just huge yeah, amounts. Update. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm for a building that size. I'm really curious to see like what it looked like inside originally with the first build. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In 1925, so. Yeah. So now let's get into the reasons for this place's hauntings. We already know of one murder slash death that happened on the site, which was Fatty's murder by Wilson. Obviously, as it was used for a military hospital for wounded soldiers and veterans for a time, not all of those men made it. Many of them Mm -hmm. died in the hospital from their injuries. Oh, yeah. Another story is of a woman whose husband caught her in bed at the hotel with another man and he Ooh. shot and killed them both right there oh uh which i feel like was probably a mobster <laughs> hey it was probably like very well could have been for something and then oh no that's no you don't cross like. your mobster husband dude mm-hmm. although those mob wives oh yeah they're pretty intense too they man they are i used to watch yeah. that show mob wives me too <laughs> <laughs> of course for a little bit it wasn't it wasn't my favorite type of reality. Yeah. Like, I watched it because it was reality, but it wasn't my favorite, so I didn't watch very long. I just liked it because it had to do with the mob and their wives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. Now, a sad one is that there was a young mom who had a three-year-old son that liked to climb, and one day oh. he climbed the railing of the balcony of their third-story room, and I don't know how it ended for the boy. It didn't say that the boy died. However, she okay. f- fell off her fell to her death trying to save him. So she like surged the balcony. Oh my god! Maybe was able to like pull him right back up and then like fell or something. I'm not probably sure. yeah. The the heaviness of him and like how far she was over and her velocity probably just probably made like, her topple. Yep, flinging him uh-huh. backwards. Yeah. Yep. So yep, she was she was a goner. And if if he, I mean, if she even pulled him up, I mean, he may even had to climb back up afterwards. Who knows? Who knows? Damn. Who knows if he even made it? The source didn't say it. Only said she passed, and there's no signs of a three-year-old, you know, spirit or anything. So I'm guessing she she saved him, which is valiant and heroic of that mom. Oh, my God. Don't be climbing. No, no. (laughs) Stop climbing on that outside balcony. And at the time, these places didn't have protections again. They're they're still now just putting protection on balcony railings so that the railings aren't so, like, the slits aren't so far apart. Yeah, because kids are going through them. It's like. Yeah. And, I mean, we when we used to take our little vacations to, like, the beach and, like, the ocean, um... And we'd stay in, like, those hotels. Like, those balconies are just open. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're high if you're, like, super, super, super young. But, like, yeah. they're not that high. Yeah. I could have easily probably and right over the side of one of them. A parent shouldn't have to, like, bring things to secure a porch at a hotel. Like, the hotel should be secure for all ages. Exactly. Unless it says it's not meant for babies. There should be no Yes. It should be baby-proofed from the like minute that. you walk through the door to the minute you leave. Yeah. Like, I shouldn't have to bring everything. No. 
No. So I don't want to hear anybody saying, oh, well, the parents, I don't No, it's, it's definitely the safety is the responsibility of the hotel itself. So, yeah, I mean, we used to play out on the balcony and, and you know, take pictures it's with our disposable cameras. How are you going to tell a kid yeah. they can't go on the balcony? Are you kidding me? Even I love balconies. And we like always when got... I build a house, it must have a balcony. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we always got the beachfront too. So like you'd walk out and you could see like, of course, like the pool and all the stuff. But then you would see the beach yep. and you could see the waves. And like we loved looking out there. Yeah. Make it safer for kids. Exactly. Make them like full. Well, balconies are a huge selling point when it comes to renting too. Like if I'm if I'm getting a suite that's oh, yeah. expensive, if it offers one, I'm choosing one since I'm already paying for one with a balcony. Yes. Like so I exactly. can have a view and go out there and you know get fresh air instead of being in my hotel room the whole time. Yeah, even like you know I think we went to some place that had a balcony. We like ate breakfast out mm-hmm. there at the little table that it had, and it was mm-hmm. like that's what we did warm at Gatlinburg because. Too. Yeah, yep. you know, and, and it's nice to get out of that stuffy hotel room that you've been in for how many days? Yep. So. Mm-hmm. Love a good balcony. <sighs> Love balconies. You put a hot tub <laughs> on the balcony. Oh. Anyway, yeah, if, yeah. if you yeah. guys heard okay. that, my 23andMe sample was received there. Yay. Oh, you finally <laughs> spit in the car. Well, I spit in it like a while ago, and then we forgot to mail them out for like a week, so. <laughs> but they Shit. don't have like an well, expiration date. It has like the no, and they put stuff. that stuff. Yeah, yeah, they put that stuff in with the spit so that it can travel. I mean, they don't know how long the post is gonna take. Sometimes, you know, if, during COVID, a long time ago when it first started, like the post was taken forever for things. So, yeah, and a lot of people probably got those for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So you know, they're they're probably overloaded at the lab or I'm so wherever. Excited. Okay, so. We just talked about the mom. Now, none of these deaths we mentioned, none of them were peaceful or from old age or even illness where you could predict it Mm -hmm. happening. It was either tragic death or murder. So we can imagine all the energy is left behind. Yeah, that dark, dark, dark energy. Yep. And there is our segue. (laughs) Let's (laughs) get into the haunting. I had two good segues this episode. It was like... (laughs) Oh, so on the 13th floor, all the way back in the 20s, a lady that Fatty had brought with him claimed at the time that she was greeted by a nice woman who was floating several feet above them in the elevator. Mm. His lady claimed that. I was like, that's cool. Uh So I don't know when the infidelity murder happened, but I wonder maybe it could have been that woman who was in bed with another man and her husband had killed her. Maybe. Because that's why she's just like kind of wandering around. She doesn't have that fling guy isn't going to stay with her. Her her man's not dead. So she's all by herself. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering like maybe it was her. And it seems like maybe Fatty and the the girl he was bringing were kind of like a couple in the elevator. Mm -hmm. So maybe that was like something that made her pop out. Because, you know, she got caught up in a couple. So... (laughs) So, speaking of female entities, the poor young woman who fell to her death is frequently seen wandering the halls, meandering the tower suites, and even sitting on guests' beds. And she's referred to as the Lady in White, of course, as many times they are. The saddest and honestly creepiest times she has been seen is when she can be seen rushing the balcony where she fell and died. Like, can you imagine seeing that? seeing a ghost woman rush herself to the balcony where she passed and then just, like, disappear. I'd be in shock, utter shock. Like, whoa, what's happening? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, like, 
honestly, you would like I'd probably you don't even know how it showed up like she could have been showing up as like a full-bodied apparition and somebody thought it was real really happening so they called down to like front desk and be like someone just flung themselves off the balcony yeah and then like like, what she was screaming like oh my god my son or something and then she's running like you never like yeah and then all of a sudden the hotel clerk is like what room are you in and they tell him they're like oh yeah no that's that's just a ghost <laughs> oh, dude, my I would have to just sit there for a while and be like, "Wow, this just uh, happened." What just happened? <laughs> I know. Okay, crazy. Sure. Oh. So another sad sighting is of soldiers in their hospital gowns wandering the halls and then disappearing when a living person spots them. They're really shy. Mm-hmm. Some guests even claim to have woken up to find one of them looking over them, which is creepy in one aspect because, like, you're just waking up and you're. You know, your, not, your brain isn't there. It's still in like no. dreamland. No, and then you see that it's quite, quite co- like alar- alerting, alarming, and alerting, alerting. Uh huh. Like who's this person in my in my hotel room right now that I don't know? Yeah, but I find it sweet also because I think maybe it's like them looking over their brothers in combat that might have been in hospital beds that was where your bed was, or you know, something sure. like that. Yeah. So. There's been, I love this one, there's been sightings of a couple who enjoy ballroom dancing together in one of the ballrooms, and I know, uh, that would be me. I'd just be, like, always in a beautiful gown and ballroom dancing in these lavish ballrooms. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, hanging out in the ballroom. Yeah, being a princess every day. Uh, Visitors have actually seen them and seen them vanish before their eyes, so that's pretty neat, too. Oh, Yeah. Like many other haunted places, of course, the lights turn on and off and doors will open and shut on their own and you hear slamming and all that tomfoolery. Of course. When the hotel sat empty for that period of time, probably after the city had purchased it and it left empty for like 10 years, I'm guessing that was the time, law enforcement would like regularly check the hotel for some squatters, you know, and make sure nobody was vandalizing. Yeah. And they would bring their dogs with them because, of course, this place is absolutely ginormous. So even though they had 14 officers with them, they also brought dogs so they could kind of alert them to other places in the building. Yeah. And they found everything and nothing all at once, I would say. <laughs> so no per- no people were there. Okay, no living people were there. But the officers claimed they all heard sounds of breaking glass, saw ghosts running down the hallways, and windows and doors open on their own, and the dogs were, like, hypersensitive and ran straight out of the hotel after running about for a bit. And I think the reason why he saw ghosts, like, running down the hallway is because, like, you got to imagine gamblers, um, mobsters. The speakeasy. The speakeasies. Yeah. If, if, if cops are coming to raid the hotel, you got to run. out of there. And yeah, I feel like that's what's happening. So it's kind of funny to think about in a way. Yeah, yeah, they're just partying, having a good time until, mm-hmm. you know, the cops come in for a raid and they're like, oh, gotta mm-hmm. get out of here. They exactly. got the dogs. <laughs> okay, so now, of course, don't think I forgot about Fatty. Okay, I just had to leave him for last because he has the best story and the happiest mm-hmm. story, honestly. Despite the way he died, he is just as jovial and flirty and fun as he was in his human life. So he loves bathroom mirrors. He um, he is often seen in the bathroom mirrors, like, and then people have said that they've seen the word 
boo being inscribed on the steamed up glass. <laughs> what a jokester. I know, How like, funny. That's hilarious. When I wasn't, when I'm not like ballroom dancing. People. Yeah. Like when I'm not ballroom dancing, you can find me doing jovial haunts like that. You know, that's hilarious. Oh, all day. The second I become a ghost, I'm just fucking around with people. Exactly. I mean, why not? You got to have fun in that afterlife. Yeah, absolutely. Especially <laughs> if you're like trapped here. I mean, I'm going to make the best of it. Dude, like, people pull out their Ouija boards, and I'm just going to be, like, fucking around with what I put them, you know, like, <laughs> fart. <laughs> Dude, uh, that is amazing. And I will, so fun. That, you, like, all of a sudden you see a Ouija board pop up, and you're like, oh, yes, I've been waiting for this all my spirit life. Yeah. And yeah, you just, yeah. and they're, you just, and they're terrified, reaction. you know, they're like, <laughs> it's moving F. What is it going to say? A. Oh my God. R. T. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Literally, I bet you it would confuse them and they'd be like accusing of the people doing it with them that they were like fucking with them and it wasn't oh, yeah. actually working. Oh, you were moving it. Oh, real That's funny. Hilarious. Oh my God. I'm but dying. Really, it's right going to be me as a ghost. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> And then I'll be there after and I'll be like, poop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll, we'll just keep fucking with them. We'll just keep it going. No one will know. It'll be like, Pee. you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we're such children. Yeah, of course. That is hilarious. Man, I took the trailer too early. We could have used that bit. We could have <laughs> used it so much. That would have been, we can do but, it still. We'll, do we'll it just still. do two trailers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Oh, my God. So it's thought to be that he's the ghost who teases people with the lights and the doors and the windows because Mm -hmm. he's just that kind of teasing guy. You know, like I'm walking into a room and he's like, oh, you thought it was light enough in here for you? (laughs) No, just kidding. Lights are off now. (laughs) You want to come into this room? (laughs) Nope. Door shut. Exactly. So uh, he also likes to communicate with investigators in their EVP sessions, explaining how he died, which... I would love to talk with Fatty. <laughs> It'd be such a journey that he'd take us on, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. This one's pretty fun. He frequents the hotel, restaurant, and bars, and even holds the like restaurant um, kitchen door opens for the waitresses when their hands are full of plates and trays. How kind. I know. He's such a gentleman. <laughs> As I'm I said, so sorry if you just heard that. Oh my god, I just had like a burp. Like you know when you feel it move from your chest up and yes. it makes that little noise. I tried to mute it in time, but I don't think I did. So sorry. I did not like, hear a thing. Okay, I didn't hear a thing. But if we do later, it'll be it'll be a laugh. So <laughs> you had like the chest burp and then the real burp. You know. Yes, I was like, okay, pause or mute, and then you know I let it out, and then it I was, was like, like, okay, just I'm kidding. good. And then now it's, like, bubbled up. Yep. Anyway. As I said, he still loves the ladies. In fact, he's often found in the elevators accompanying people to their floors. Now, the elevator buttons in the hotel only go to floor 12. The 13th floor is for the creme de la creme elite, the president's government people, celebrities. And in order to get there, the bellhop needs to use a special key. Yeah, those so. penthouse suites where it just opens up into the suite and it's always oh, that whole so floor. Neat. I love oh, it. I know. When we go and we're rich. Yes, exactly. We'll stay up there and that's where we'll talk to Fatty. When we do 
lives in the ballroom at the Biltmore Hotel in Miami than. But hey, we'll, maybe we'll we could there. just get a regular room, and then once we get in the elevator, Fatty, you know. <laughs> Come for us, Fatty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just in the elevator. We don't even need the penthouse. Right. We're, we're paranormal investigators. I'm sure he'd want to talk to us. I'm sure. So there's also been instances with pretty women that end up cruising past the floor that they pushed on the elevator and go right up to floor 13, a.k.a. Fatty's favorite floor, where he spent most of his time while he was alive. I'd be so scared. Like, you're, on, you're supposed to be on floor three, and then it's four, five. Six. You're like, wait, what is happening? I know. I'd be like, the did someone up there broken. push the button before me? <laughs> I know. I, that's my fear is getting stuck in an elevator. Oh, you know, or on like TV, movies, a scary haunted penthouse room all by yourself. Exactly. So it's like, uh, why? Why did this not stop at my floor? Like yeah. jamming on the button. Ugh. And that's just the thing. Sometimes if it was a couple and the woman in the couple was pretty, the she, like she'd leave into the penthouse apparently and the elevator doors would close before her male partner could exit so it probably even took him downstairs he had to probably ride all the way back up she was like stuck in there by herself forever and then you have to tell somebody like hey we went to this floor that doesn't even have a button can you help me out here my girl's alone up there don't know how this happened yep that would be so scary yeah so scary and not to mention, it's said while that while you're on that floor, you can smell cigars, hear people laughing that are not in front of your face, and feel a presence that's most likely fatty standing quite close to you. Ah. So you're up there hearing all this happening all by yourself. You're trapped. There's no stairs. Like, is there no emergency exit? I don't know how it works. There would have to be, right? It would just be like locked at the bottom like you couldn't go in that way up the stairs but you could probably come down the stairs i bet well yeah they're gonna have an elevator access from the room so i'm sure like there's a down button that you could choose and then that way because once you're in the penthouse they're not gonna have that same security because you're the person who's supposed to be there they just Mm -hmm. don't want the people who are staying at like floor one to get up there to somehow make it to floor 13 so yeah once you're up there i'm sure there's probably a a fail switch or whatever you call it. But exactly. Wasn't that where they did the speakeasies too? Was yes, like it that was. Pop- okay. And that's right, why that they heard all then. those sounds and smelled the smells and yep. And Fatty likes to hang out there. Yep. That's why he takes them yep. up to floor 13. <laughs> Ooh, I got a party for you. I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I wonder if for paranormal investigators, if they just allow them special access up there, if it's not being like, rented at the time or maybe it's like being cleaned or something i don't know and i feel like places like that like yes there are a lot of elite and rich but i don't feel like that room is always rented out like a regular room would be Mm -hmm. you know so yeah maybe you could like get like a special rate to go look in it i mean i looked at room rates yesterday there i'm not gonna lie and for like a regular king room for the place, it wasn't that bad, honestly. It was like three to $400 for a night, and I was like really surprised. You're in Miami. That's not bad. Yeah, especially it's in a not, place I like mean, that. I mean, it's extravagant, yeah. so I was very surprised, yeah. honestly. I feel like my husband stayed at a hole-in-the-wall motel in Miami and still paid quite a bit of mm-hmm. money for that experience. Good so. God. Well, hey, you're in Miami. Fuck it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll sleep on a cot, man. I'd Give rather, me the beach. I'll sleep on the beach, yeah, right? Yeah, right. 
So this episode turned out way longer than anticipated, but I had fun looking into these two places, and now they're both on my bucket list. So thank Mm -hmm. you, listeners, for staying through the whole thing. We hope you had as much fun exploring the fun history as we did. If you've ever been to the Biltmore Estate in Asheville, North Carolina, or to the Biltmore Hotel Resort in Miami, Florida, please write us in and tell us about your experiences, even if they have nothing to do with ghosts. We would love to hear about it, see your pictures. Maybe we could see something you might have missed, especially at the estate. Um, You can leave us a message on Facebook or Insta, as well as leaving us an email at the Gmail at morethanmurderpod at gmail.com. You can also submit a query on our website. We do apologize if it takes us a little while to respond. The holidays are done, so we have a lot more time, but not always does it, like, give us a notification. And not always are we checking because we don't often get stuff, so just being honest there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Um, You guys already heard where to follow us and leave reviews, so on that, I'm going to say we'll talk to you next week and hope you have a great weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Anything you got to add? No, I don't think so. Check well, out the blog at morethanmurderpod.com. And yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Thanks for sure. listening. <laughs> we love you guys. Bye. Bye.